and welcome to our second episode of the day because I missed last week and I promised two episodes today. And because it's such a special week, I had to invite the best guest in the whole world. (laughs) (laughs) I, I traveled and I looked near and far to find the perfect person for the podcast. And lo and behold, he is here today. Hello, Chris. Hello, Olivia. <laughs> are, are we going to get started now? We're, you're on now. It? You started. What? Um, yeah. Oh, no, it's it's a real big deal. It's serious. Um, okay, so... hold on. I blew it. Let's start over. Okay. Let's start over. Get out of here. Okay. Ready? Go. Okay. Welcome. <laughs> you know what? Introducing you as Chris just didn't feel right. I really should have introduced you as Funkel. Oh, you're going to do it. I did it. That, that is a name that I have come to adore whenever I'm around you. So I appreciate Maybe you should. Maybe you should explain what's going on there. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, so uh, Chris and I are cousins. I've had a couple cousins on the podcast, um, but Chris is an old man cousin. <laughs> Wait a minute. Have we started? Are, are we? Can we start over? Nope. No, nope. I'm just kidding. You're, right. you're in We're it now. Once, once we start, there's no going back. So I'm the old cousin. Yes. Not the oldest cousin, but you are one of the correct. elders. That is correct. <laughs> and so for a long time, you just seemed like you should be an uncle just based on age. Um, <laughs> I mean, well, how old are you? How old are you? But but I'm the fun uncle, right? right? No, I was getting to that. Okay. I was getting right. to that. I was just I was just clarifying because pe- people are gonna get confused. That I'm the old uncle. No, it, no, this is this is true. These are important clarifications to make. No. Okay, thank but you. But you're how old are you? Uh, why is that any of your business? I, okay, so. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, uh, I think my wife told me the other day I'm gonna be 45 in September. 45. I was gonna guess forty three, so I was gonna give you a couple. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and okay. Totally so, redeemed yourself. Yeah. Well, I'm twenty three. I'm trying to give an age of why of why. So you Ooh, have a couple okay. decades on me, and so that's why it was weird that he was my cousin. It just didn't make sense. <laughs> um, but no. But he's Funkel, not only because of the age difference, but because Chris is one of the absolute most fun human beings to hang out with. And Aww. you are. And he always has such a great attitude and he keeps things fun. So Funkel is literally the only name that you ever possibly could have been called. Well, I appreciate it. And like I said, I, I adore it. I appreciate it. Oh. Um, we really haven't seen each other for about two years, right? Maybe even longer than longer? that. Were you at the last reunion? Uh, or, no, I was not at the last reunion, so it was even longer ago than that. Gosh. I think the last time you and I hung out was either at the Rocky Mountain National Park family reunion at the YMCA. I think it might have been. Or it was when we all came to Indianapolis for the 100th anniversary of the Indianapolis 500. Oh, uh, I think it would have been the Rocky Mountain National Park family reunion because... That, I think that happened after. It's regardless. It's it's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, now you're going to the reunion this summer, right? Oh, I have news. I didn't want to tell you this over the podcast. Can we start over? Can we just start over? No, I'm just kidding. That's sad news. I'm I, sorry to hear that. I just found out days ago that my study abroad got rescheduled 
for, of course, the week of the family reunion. And I'm going to Paraguay. Hey, that's a super cool opportunity, though. I know. I, I'm going yeah, to Paraguay, cool. and I am, I'm so thankful for the opportunity. But, like, honestly, the family reunions are one of the things I look forward to most. And I'm devastated that I'm not going to be there. So. so you've chosen Paraguay over small town Nebraska? <laughs> really? I chose priorities. I chose travel over family is what I chose. Over Funkle. Travel over Funkle. Travel over Funkle. That's nice. that's gonna be the name of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> travel. Okay. Oh. You're trying to grow user you're trying to grow uh, listeners, correct? Yes, let's grow this community. Yeah, let's let's think of a different title. <laughs> think of a different title um okay i want to tell people about you and i was hoping you could talk a little bit about yourself because i think that you are an educator but you have a very unique job and i think it's really special what you do so i was hoping you could talk a little bit about you as a teacher and you as your art as well wow uh yeah so i'm a an educator i'm an arts educator uh i have been working at a school called denver academy for almost um, finishing up my 18th year. So I've been there for quite a while. Um, And I do everything from teaching kids how to uh, throw on the potter's wheel to draw and paint and sculpt. And I also uh, teach welding and metal fabrication in the metal arts shop that we have on campus. Um, And I just love it. I just love it so much. It is such a fantastic uh, way for students to connect with compassionate uh, process, uh, being creative, just kind of getting to know themselves, getting to know their limitations. You're back. Are you there? Oh, I'm here. What What the heck happened? You muted yourself. But I wasn't even touching anything. Well, I'm just saying, on my end, it said, Funkle muted himself. That's the exact words that popped up on my screen. That's weird. I wonder, because my phone might have gone to sleep, I wonder if I have to keep my phone awake. You certainly do. It's okay. We'll fix it in post. (laughs) Man. Well, so we're starting over. (laughs) We're starting over. Take 27. Um, No, and of course, it cut you off when you were talking about your very meaningful... I want to, I'm going to set the stage once again. Like there is, you will seldom find a better person fit for this job. Like I literally think you were meant to be in an educator position and what a better way than through the arts because you are such a good role model and I can see this being such a great outlet for your students. So, um, I don't, I would love to be your student. I think that like Funkel's class would be so fun. Uh, we have a good time. You know, I, I'm a pretty big stickler on safety, though. I'll be honest with you. You know, especially when we're in the the metal art shop and I'm teaching kids how to weld or plasma cut or uh, any of those fun things using the Beverly shear. You know, fingers could be lost. If there's so ever we're, a we're, time to be a stickler, that seems like an appropriate time. That is true. That is very <laughs> true. But, yeah. I've been doing it a long time, and you know, I just love the the student population that we serve. We we, we do have a very uh, diverse uh, population of learners, um, kids that you know maybe are not thriving in traditional public settings, and so everybody comes uh, to us looking for a little love and a little support. 
And I think Denver Academy does a fantastic job of providing that for kids. I love and I'm honored that. to be a part of it. Oh. Yeah, it's way cool. Wow. Okay, great. And uh, now we have a whole new population of listeners as well. Hey, nice. Right on. <laughs> All right. Hopefully. Well, let's get to it. Um, you are on this podcast because you also enjoy parks. And you chose I a do. park. Yeah, yeah. You chose uh, what park did you choose? Well, I chose the park right right down the street. It's called uh, Clayton. Uh, oh no, <laughs> you didn't want my neighborhood park. You. I should have known. See, we... He's such a jokester. This is gonna be like a one hour podcast. I already know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can we start over? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so I chose the Great Sand Dunes. National Park and Preserve. That's what I chose. You did. And you got the whole title right. I wasn't sure if you were going to say Preserve, too. Very proud of you. Well, the Preserve part is super important. Um, And I think that that is something that we need to be doing more of, you know? Absolutely. Preserving. Because we got some pretty beautiful wilderness that's just getting sucked up all over the place. Yes. And how far are you from the park? Because it is in Colorado. It is in Colorado. It is, you know, it's about a four and a half, maybe five hour drive from where I live. Okay. Southbound. So, southbound. <laughs> and can you tell everyone your exact address, please? No, I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> um, let me start with my social security number. <laughs> Uh, something really cool about the Great Sand Dunes National Park and Preserve is that there are no reservations needed and the park is open 24-7 year-round. That's not true of very many parks. So I thought that was really cool when I read that. The park- Absolutely no reservations required. And that's really cool at this point in time. Very true. And it's also home to the tallest sand dune in North America. It is. Do you know the name of that sand dune? Sure don't. Do tell. It's Star Dune. Oh, that just makes me think of Guardians of the Galaxy. Because he's Star-Lord, right? Star Dune. Star-Lord. Oh, no, you disconnected again. (laughs) Did you let your phone go to sleep? Am I back? You're back again. Wow. So I can't even like get off of this app at all. I have to stay on the app. Am I distracting you so much where you feel like you have to get off the app to like text a little bit, check your social medias, like <laughs> Hey, I'm a busy guy. I'm just sitting on this kid. I was actually, you know, I gotta be honest with you, I did take a few notes. I, I took a few notes on this. I love that. And, no. and, let me tell you why, though. Let me tell you why. Because this part of the country in the, the San Luis Valley is there is something about the valley that draws, that it like pulls me into it. it. It has my heart and my wife, Vanessa, as well. Um, we just absolutely love this part of the country. It is just there's something magical about it. I don't know if it's because of uh just the the diversity in type of of environment that's out there you know because uh there are wetlands there's alpine lakes there's tundra there's forests there's grasslands you know there's just all the the wonderful things that you can have in in nature is in the san luis valley very diverse landscape Um, very diverse landscape and also a very diverse history too 
like going way, way back. Um, there, there's some, there, there's actually evidence of human life and exploration in that area dating back 11,000 years. Wow. Yeah. People have been coming to those dunes for, you know, sacred ceremonies, for uh, hunting and gathering, growing. Um, there's all sorts of cool little history tales about this area as well. Well, when you described you and Vanessa feeling a special draw towards that place, I mean, I'm a little bit of a hippie, but I definitely believe in energies being given off, especially in nature. So I definitely can understand what where you're coming from. And like, I don't know, I think that some places people just feel more connected to. I think that's really special. And that's great that you guys have that experience. I, and I should say, disclaimer, I have not had the privilege to visit this park yet, but it is on my list. Yeah, it's a fabulous, it's a fabulous place to be. Um, it, it also, the, the climate is very temperate. It's, it's, uh, you know, it, it generally doesn't get too frigid and it doesn't ever get too hot in that area and it's a, it's a really beautiful place to be as far as the mountain scenes as well the uh San, sangre de cristo mountains range is right there which means the blood of christ um it also is the it's kind of the, it's the homeland of the navajo that's where uh, they, they have four sacred mountains in that area that sort of defines the Navajo space at that, at the time when they came into the area. Um, but anyway, no, ask I, me some questions. What do you want to know? Well, no, I mean, I just, actually, I was going to, I always like starting with, uh, history and some culture of the parks. And I think it is always very important to talk about the native American influences because, every park you go to has Native American influence, period. <laughs> like, that is their land. So uh, I'm glad that you mentioned that. And um, it's interesting to me because way back in the 1870s, there were Buffalo soldiers who patrolled the Great Sand Dunes region uh, up until 1879, and they worked to protect the tribes during this era um, based near Fort Garland, and they were the Ninth Cavalry, mm -hmm. and there's stories of them evicting white settlers who enroached on tribal lands, which is unheard of in the 1870s. So I, I don't know. Right. I thought that was really special. Mm -hmm. But I don't um, know. It's... Yeah. Talk to me. I don't, I'm not, you know, I just know a little bit of history, but talk to me. What do you got? So Zebulon Pike uh, came through that area. I don't know if you, do you know who Zebulon Pike is? No. So Zebulon Pike, he is the one who claimed Pike's Peak, right, which is one of the tallest mountains around. Um, and Pike's Peak has tons of history here in Colorado as well. But Zebulon Pike came through, and they they believe he was way off course. They asked him, uh, I think it was the Louisiana Purchase. He was doing some research for the Louisiana Purchase and the lands down there. That was back when um, I believe that the the – territory still belonged to spain at this point okay where the sand dunes are um and they think that zebulon pike because he was so far off course from the louisiana purchase and where he was supposed to be scouting they think that he might have been in cahoots with the Span the spanish uh and that he might have been kind of a bad guy 
not doing good things around town. Yeah. Um, but Zebulon Pike, he's, he's a big Colorado guy. Um, a lot of things are attributed to Zebulon Pike here in Is Colorado. his real name Zebulon? Because that's 100% an alien. Zebulon. That, are we sure yep. he's human? There's some men in black vibes going on now. Zebulon Pike, 1807. Like Zebulon, you could have been... You could have done better to disguise the fact that you are not human. <laughs> Pick a more inconspicuous name. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just teasing. That's really cool. Uh, something else in the area, I, and I didn't know about that. Um, there was, because you are in the middle of a desert in some parts, in the middle of dunes, in the 1940s, the U.S. Army used the Great Sand Dunes as a place to check their military equipment in this desert environment um and it was weapons but interestingly enough they also use this area to test camouflage patterns and jeeps Hello? as well did you cut out again are you there i'm here i was talking about camouflage man i'll tell you what some weeks we have more <laughs> we have more technological difficulties than other weeks are you there <laughs> yeah i'm here this is this is incredible <laughs> i you know, the app that you sent me, this is called Clean Feed. Yes. I'm kind of doubting the the validity of Clean Feed right now. I, this is the most technical difficulties we have ever had. Although, Ed, well, Ed and I... And I apologize. Oh, it's fine. We are uh, all about mistakes and making jokes here. I'm also having... There's a storm outside right now, like a pretty significant storm. So that could be playing into this as well. Um, you're well, fine. I'll babysit my phone a little better. Joke's on you because every time you cut out, I just take it as an opportunity <laughs> to go on an Olivia filibuster mode. So, <laughs> okay. I love to hear myself talk, uh, so there you can do no wrong. Uh, <laughs> perfect. Then I'll I'll let you have it. Every time I cut out, the stage is yours. It's that's basically what I'm taking it as. You're just passing the microphone along. That's it, right there. No, I was just talking a little bit more about the history. I'm not sure how much you heard, but I was talking about in the 1940s how the U.S. Army used it to test uh, different camouflage patterns and weapons in the area. I was just going on a little tangent. Typical. Wow, I did not know that information. Yeah, well, you you missed it because you decided to hang up on me. I guess so. Well, the app decided to disconnect us. <laughs> We're going to be banned so, from did... Clean Feed from talking poorly about the business. <laughs> oh, are they listening? I'm just... Do they subscribe to your podcast? I just assume everyone is always listening. <laughs> well, yeah, nowadays, you never know. Uh, did you know, though, while we talking about some history did you know that there is a small grove of ponderosa pines in the san luis valley very close to the sand dunes uh that is the only grove of trees to be on the national register of historic places no is it because how cool is that the species of tree that's the only place in the world where they're found no, I think ponderosas are found all over the place. I think these particular ponderosa pines are so old that they just have so much history that they, they're just part of the, the place, you know? Wow. Um, yeah. No, I didn't know that. Pretty That's sweet. super cool. I, I love trees. I, I really hope I'm reincarnated as a tree. Personal goal. I, I hope you are as well. I Thank think you. that what kind of tree would you be? 
You know, I'm not super picky. Uh, preferably one that is, like, very, very green in the summers. Like, that's just, you know, which I think is most trees. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just like that green color. Um, yeah. And preferably somewhere where I won't get deforested. But that's unlikely at this point in time. So. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well. No, no. You if, go. Go ahead. You might... If you might want to be a, a good smelling tree as well, you know, since know. maybe you haven't been such a good smelling human your whole life, it might be nice to reincarnate <laughs> as a good smelling tree. And I got to uh, tell and, you, and... ever since becoming a zookeeper, I only smell worse. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like I live alone, but if, if there becomes a time in my life where I ever have a roommate, like, my God, I'm so sorry to that person. I'm just apologizing preemptively. <laughs> yeah. I kind of think I remember you saying that you have some monkeys that throw things at you or wait just for the right moment to spit water or oh, something on you. That sure comes do. From, yeah. Yep. Oh, don't get me yeah. started. I'll, I'll, start, I'll start telling work stories and we'll never talk about this park. <laughs> okay. Well, if, if you reincarnate as a tree, the ponderosa pine does smell like vanilla. Oh, okay. I can definitely work with that. Okay. Maybe this is okay. this conversation. Okay. Um, okay, moving right along with the history, right with the turn of the century on November 22nd, 2000, the Great Sand Dunes became the Great Sand Dunes National Park and Preserve through an act of Congress known as Public Law 106-530. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty exciting that it has a pretty easy to track birthday, 2000. Yep, 2000. So wait, did you say 2000 or 2004? 2000. In 2004, 2000. that is when uh, the Secretary of the Interior, Miss Gail Norton, designated the existing Great Sand Dunes National Monument and Preserve as the Great Sand Dunes National Park and Preserve there it is. after the National Park Service met the land acquisition requirements laid out in the public law 106 530. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing information you have there. Yeah, I I like dates. I've learned this about myself since I started this, so I like to write down dates. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Uh, do you know what number national park uh, the Great Sand Dunes is? Ooh, I don't. Do you? I believe it's number 58. That's a good and, number. And I, th- and I think that it was Colorado's fourth national park. That sounds, I I know Colorado has, do they have five national parks or do they have four? I think it's four. If you can name five. I think it's four too. I, I, I think, I think California has five. I think Colorado has okay. four. Yeah. Right. But if, you know, if any, any U.S. state was going to get another national park, I think it would be Colorado because it's just so beautiful. Now you were just in Utah, weren't you? I was just in New Mexico and Texas. New Mexico and Texas, okay. With Derek, cousin Derek, another cousin. I try to explain to people how big our family is, but I think, like, we have such a unique situation. I don't think very many families, extended families, have reunions every other year and are so close. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. Um, Yes, so we we survived a six-day camping trip in the middle of southwest Texas, nowhere together. We didn't kill each other came close but we didn't kill each other thanks well welcome welcome back i'm glad we're having this talk yes no thank you 
Good to be back into civilization. Um, speaking of history, this is my last history thing I wanted to touch on. Um, I learned that also inside this park is America's 15th National Historic Trail, the old Spanish trail route, which spans through six western states. Wow. So, yeah. That's awesome as well. How do, do you know how many miles it goes? Mm, it goes through six western states. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure how many miles it goes. And I didn't write that down, even though I just told you I liked numbers. So I disappointed everyone well, out there. <laughs> six states. is that's, that's a lot of territory it covers. It seems like a lot of distance. Like, I could definitely throw a number out. It wouldn't be right, but I could. <laughs> well, there might be people out there fact-checking. So. <laughs> We're going to need to keep it clean. I'm really afraid of the people who hear me butcher the pronunciation of things. Like, that's something that I've learned that I just can't pronounce words. Uh, but I do my best. <laughs> uh, you're doing great so far. <laughs> Thanks, cousin. <laughs> I'm super impressed. Uh, you know, there are some names in the Great Sand Dunes that uh, people mispronounce. There's a little bit of, of debate on how uh, there's... It's a creek that flows through. Have you, have you heard of the creek that flows through? No, talk to uh, me. The Great Sand Dunes? Talk to me. Um, well, I just wanted to see if you knew so you, that you, you would wanted, mispronounce You wanted to hear me butcher the pronunciation. You. I'm not going to give you that satisfaction. I, I did. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a creek called a Medino, Medino Creek. Medino Creek. And a lot of people call it Madonna, <laughs> Madonna Creek, but it's Medino Creek. Um, and Medino, I believe, uh, is a Spanish word for sand dunes. Interesting. I think. That's, I think. You know, and I have a degree in yeah. Spanish language and literature, so I should really know that information. Um, Medino. Well, I'm just thinking Medina is a word, but Medino... Uh, uh, I feel like I feel like I'm failing all of my teachers that I've ever had right now. Is it how do you spell it? Is it M E D I N O? Well, I'm still proud of you either way. <laughs> Thank M-E-D-A-N-O. you. M E D A N O. A N O. Medano. Let's see. I'm googling it. I have to know. I have to know. M-E-D-A-N-O. Please tell me. Oh, the internet's not working. Oh, it means sandbank. So, sand dune. Or dune. Sandbank. Yeah, sandbank, dune, sand dune. I yeah. think it's a versatile translation. Very cool. No, well, you not Madonna. The Madano. teacher has taught. And there's a little accent mark on the E, too. Madonna. Interesting. Very mm-hmm. cool. Well, you've, mm-hmm. you've done taught me some new information. Okay, I would like to ask you... So what? that creek is oh. really cool. Okay. Oh, yeah? No, no, you go, you go. Go for it. No. Well, I was just going to tell you that that creek is really cool um, because it sits, there's an aquifer under the dunes. Are you aware of the aquifer under the dunes? No, I think at this point you should just assume I'm unaware of everything. 
<laughs> well, then let me tell you about the let me tell you about the 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 creek real quick. You tell me about Medino that creek. creek. You tell me about the aquifer. I want to uh, hear everything. So Medno Creek has this thing called surge flow, and and I had never heard of surge flow uh, before I had visited the dunes, and originally. Uh, I think I had someone tell me that it was because of the aquifer underneath was a surge aquifer, which just sort of pulsated. But I've come to learn that that is not necessarily the case and that what happens is under the creek, when the creek is flowing, because it's all from snow melt coming down off the Sangre de Cristo mountains, uh, that the sand underneath the creek shifts and has like little cascading, you know, the the sands change position under the creek and it causes the creek itself to, to create waves that go down the creek. Wow. Uh, And it happens about every two minutes and you can sit there in the creek and see it happening right in front of you. And I've never witnessed anything like that before in a creek. Wow. So it's It's almost like an ocean effect, but in a creek. Yeah. Yeah. It's like these waves that, span bank to bank and it just it's like all of a sudden this wave will flow down the creek that's so interesting because i i I think aquifers they are just a vessel for groundwater right so maybe something Mm -hmm. about that that pressure is forcing that to come to the surface of the water interesting that's a good fact pretty cool I wanted to ask you, what are some of your favorite trails and activities to do in the park? Well, uh, there is definitely walking out on the the dunes, uh, going for hikes in any directions in the dunes. Um, it it's difficult to walk on the dunes. Uh, so, what is a, a one point five mile walk or two mile walk to Star Dune? Uh, that's an all day adventure. Okay. And it's up and down. And it's like, once you get to the peak of a dune, you think you've made it to the top and there's two more (laughs) that you have to conquer. You got to go down and up two more just to get to where you're going. And so it's very deceptive. Um, but it's so wonderful to be out there on the sand. Um, there's also, uh, a trail to Zapata falls that we did. We took our kids when they were super little um and the the trail to get up there is treacherous in a vehicle good word choice you have to drive to the thank you (laughs) thank you very much that was very sweet so the vehicle oh my god you cut out again (laughs) i swear god you're back you're back (laughs) So I think I need to figure out how to. T- <laughs> I just. I don't and see, know. I can't even go over. T- so what I tried to. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. You can't even hear me now? No, you I can't can. hear me. Yes, I can hear you. you okay. So the first time I, w- I was going to go to my settings and turn off, but I can't even leave to get to my settings. <laughs> To, to stop my phone from falling asleep because what's happening is I'm getting lost in the conversation and my phone's falling asleep. <laughs> I just, I've never... We should, we should start over. We should just start over. I've never had 
anyone? Can you do that, or are we live? Are we live? We're not live, though. Jeez. Oh, no, I've never had anyone have so many problems <laughs> on the podcast. Well, I have all the settings on my phone, like power save settings. It's okay. No. Let me go turn them off. No, no. You're doing so good. You want to just keep trudging along? Oh. This is, this is great. Oh, we're in it now. Uh, no, that's okay. so funny. Neck deep. And I, it's, it's just funny because <laughs> like, I, I just, uh, you know, I wish we were live. I don't know how to do that, but I'm going to learn that information. I know how to do it. I don't know how to do it with, I need to add my little intro music though. Um, so that's why I have to, can't do it live. Anyway. Your favorite trails you were talking about. You, you were going to make an old guy joke, weren't you? I was. You were going to make an I old really guy joke. I really was going to make feel an, it. I was going to make an old guy joke. I could feel it. I could feel the old guy joke. You were going to say something like, yeah, you and my dad. <laughs> but I didn't. Right. I didn't. Game make on. A... Game on. But I didn't say it. So you can't get, you can't lie to Funkel. Funkel knows all. <laughs> I could uh, smell it. I could smell it. That's so funny. I really wasn't. All right, where the heck were we when this you were talking, technology thing? You were got talking away. about the best car to drive up the dunes in and how it was treacherous, and I liked your word choice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. Hello. So, what I was what I was going to talk about was the best hike. To Zapata Falls, which you have to drive your vehicle over a very rough 4x4 road just to get to the trailhead. But then once you make it there, if if you are all in, in one piece and your vehicle is all in one piece, uh, then you will have a short, like, three-quarter of a mile hike to Zapata Falls. And it is gorgeous, absolutely beautiful, well worth it, even... Well, no, I guess not if you if you break an axle. So don't do it if you don't have a 4x4 four four, because it's actually not worth a broken axle. But if you have a 4x4. Four four, but, <laughs> but if you have a 4x4, four four, go do it. I just always have a 4x4, four four, so I don't think too much about it. But do they – does the – Anyway. Does the park offer driving services, like some kind of a off-road bus service to different parts of the park? Not that I'm aware of, no. Well, they should look that, into not that. Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> they should look they should. into that. For you you want to call them or you want me to call them? I'm having technical difficulties. Yeah, so I better, you I better call, call them. <laughs> At this rate, I better call them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, I've also heard <laughs> <You> that. better. <laughs> I've heard the High Dune oh, Trail, geez. the Dunes Trail from Pinion mm-hmm. Flats and Mosca, Mosca Pass Trail are really pretty as well. That is true. Um, the high dune is the first dune that you see right there from the visitor center. And that's the one that people most frequently say, I'm going to go climb up to that dune right there. And then they probably won't make it because it's, it's very deceiving. It's very far out there. Um, but it looks like it's just a stone's throw away. Okay. Yeah. And I always like to, one of my messages I always like to say is make sure you bring water. <laughs> like mm-hmm. if, if you have a camelback or some kind of backpack to store at least a gallon of water, make sure you're hydrating. Cause that it's very easy and very deceiving to, to become dehydrated. That is true. Something else that is really popular at this park is sandboarding and sand sledding. Mm-hmm. Have you done that? Yep. 
Uh, you know, we went out there with cardboard boxes thinking that it was going to work really well. And it didn't work all that well. Oh, no. So you, you should probably bring a, a board um, that's more, it's more slippery on the bottom. They, but yeah, that's a thing. People the, do it. The National Park Service does not rent sand sleds or sandboards, but there are a couple places to rent gear that you can head to before arriving at the park. There is the Oasis store four miles away. The Spin Drift Sandboard Rentals, 25 miles away, and the Sand Dunes Swimming Pool and Recreation, 32 miles away. So you can always rent some gear before heading to the park. That is true. That's a long drive to go uh, rent a board and then drive back. I know. You know what I'm saying? The four-mile one isn't bad. Miles. I know, but hopefully it's like on your right. way, you know? Well, my guess is that one's going to be sold out. Yeah, it's probably so true. You might, need to, you might, you know, because that's the closest one. That's probably true. Uh, so maybe you should just go ahead and invest in a sandboard at that point. <laughs> Do they actually make sandboards? That's a thing. That, like, that's look. You don't I, just take your snowboard and put it on the sand. I am but a vessel that gives information. That's what the people wow. tell me. That's what the sandboard people told me to take to say. Well. This is an educational podcast, and you are educating the people, and I appreciate that. Oh, you know, I try to do my best. I think we're like 50% a joke and full of humor, uh, but 50% helpful. So I think those that's pretty good stats. I take those stats that's, any day. Those are good numbers. Batting 500, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's right. Um, do, do you have a special um, music that you play for useless facts? No, okay. Actually, though, since you asked... That I'm making 2021 my trial year for the podcast, and I'm going to keep my format, uh, I think, for the whole year. But when I start my season two in 2022, I think I'm going to make more structure and do some cool, like, here's the fact of the podcast, or like, here is this, you know, I don't know, random segment that I planned. But right now, it's very much like, last minute, here we go, let's talk about parks. Okay. I got it. So you're saying you do not have a special like music for useless facts. That's, That's a negative. Unless you are okay. about to play music, because I feel like that might be coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't because if I if I leave the app, the whole thing shuts down. I'm used to being able to to multitask, and it's not happening tonight. Uh, but uh, here's a, here's a useless fact. Okay. Are you ready? Oh wait, hold on. But um. Okay, we're ready now. That was the music. Okay, maybe, <laughs> maybe we don't do a useless fact. <laughs> there are seven endemic species of insects in the dunes. Shut themselves. the front door. I was just about to talk about endemic species. See, I could, I could feel that coming too. If it wasn't for this app, there would, it would be amazing. We would make something magical. I, that is insane. Literally the next thing on my note page is endemic species. Oh my God. Okay. You go. I want to hear about what you have and then I'll say what I have. Oh, that's it. Oh, that's all I have. <laughs> well, there's the great sand dunes, tiger beetle. And then there's some, there's a salamander in there too. Um, but that's not an insect. So that's so funny. Yeah, it is true. Um, I am not a big fan of the centipede, millipede. I'm okay with spiders, but the the different centipede, millipede, any more than eight legs, I'm iffy about. But uh, it is a vital ecosystem at the Great mm-hmm. Sand Dunes National Park and Preserve because just as Funkel said, an endemic species are those that exist only at that point 
on planet Earth. So you can only mm-hmm. find those six species at this park and nowhere else in the entire world, which is super cool. Um, but it's, you know, there's a lot of creepy crawlies out there, but you just have to remind yourself that they're really important to that environment and that that's their home, even if you don't like them. Yep. <laughs> don't go squashing creepy crawlies in the dunes. I also looked up mammals in the dunes because that I'm more of like a fuzzy mammal kind of a gal. <laughs> um, but they have yellow-bellied marmots, which are so cute. And What did you call me? No. <laughs> they said that at the park they have yellow-bellied marmots. Oh. And uh, I'd like to see one of those. I've never seen one of those yeah, before. Yeah, I've never seen I've seen one uh, at a zoo, but I've never seen one in the wild before. And they also have American pikas, possibly pronounced pikas, but I'm pretty sure it's pikas. American it's a pika. pikas. Yeah, I was pretty sure. Mm-hmm. I was pretty confident, but just thought I'd put it out there to everyone that I was not 100% confident. But they also look really cute, too. You saw a yellow bellied. Uh, Marmot? What was it? Yellow Yellow-bellied... Marmot. Marmot? Yes. In the... At the zoo? At a zoo, yeah. It, um... That's cool. Yeah, it, it was... It just seems like... Wow, zoos will carry anything nowadays. <laughs> well, uh, this particular individual had been injured in the wild and deemed non-releasable, so that's why he was there. But... I don't know. Gotcha. You know what also I want to see in the wild, which is also in the Great Sand Dunes, is a badger. I think badgers are wild looking. They're just crazy. I think they're kind of mean. Well, I'm not going to go up and pick it up. I just want to see Aren't they sort of mean? I think if a giant... Well, I don't know what your level of interaction is. You just told me that you love little squishy (laughs) furry mammals. And I'm just warning you right now. Badgers are mean. Hi, little guy. (laughs) I can see it. uh, Yes, no. um, I will not go pick it up, up the badger. Um, But it's so funny that you wanted to talk about endemic species, though. I'm still on that. We have a connection right now across many states. (laughs) Well, I'm glad because I I almost let my phone go back to sleep and lost that connection. So I'm glad I'm back on with you. Okay, you definitely need to come back on the podcast because I think, I don't know if this level of disaster could possibly be repeated if we tried. <laughs> like, oh, that's so sad. I have but, to sleep with that tonight. I'm so, well, Great. I'm posting this podcast right when we get done, so you're going to have to listen to it first. Oh, sweet. I'm uh, looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. The last thing... Okay, so- Oh, no, no, you go, please. Well, I was I was going to say, on that note, uh, with the, the app ghosting and all that kind of stuff, did you know that the Great Sand Dunes is boasted as one of the quietest locations in the lower 48? I did not, and I have to say I'm a little disappointed with that fact because I definitely thought you were going to tell me a ghost or haunted story. I just felt that that was coming, but... Man, I am letting down all (laughs) over the place today. No, that is really cool. And noise pollution pollution is a real problem, so that actually is really special, that that is um, 
so quiet. That's great. I wonder if the sand absorbs the sound some way, and that's that's why that is. That's interesting. I'll bet you're right. I'll bet you're right. I um I also wanted to talk about camping opportunities in the area. I just found uh, one campsite, the Pinyon Flats Campground, that's open April through October, and there's also you can get a backpacking pass and do some backcountry camping in the actual dunes mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. That is a thing. Um, there are actually a variety of other campgrounds around that area that are um, not necessarily on the grounds of the Great Sand Dunes, but within a 15 to 20 minute drive to the Sand Dunes. Okay, that's not um, bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah. And a lot of them are BLM, so they're super cheap or free sites that you can camp on. I love that. Yeah. And I I mentioned this in my podcast earlier today, but when they are like that, make sure you claim your spot early because Mm -hmm. if you do a full day of hiking and then go, you're likely not going to have a spot when you return. That is correct. I also wanted to just give a little warning. Um, If you do want to go to this national park, there are over 30 square miles of dune fields to explore. Five dunes are over 700 feet tall. But remember, in the summer, in the afternoon hours, the sand surfaces can reach about 150 degrees Fahrenheit, and dangerous thunderstorms can develop pretty quickly. So you want to make sure you're either hiking really early in the morning or waiting until the evening, uh, because it's easy to get things like heat exhaustion um, and and burning the bottoms of your feet. Uh, And I also wanted to say, and I... This is, like, one of the things that makes me really sad, and I just saw it when I was camping this last time in New Mexico and Texas. Don't bring your dogs hiking if it's really hot out. Mm-hmm. Don't bring your pets. If you need shoes to walk on that surface, your little doggo needs shoes to walk on that surface, too, because their paws can get burnt, too. So, pet responsibility. Anyway. That's very good advice. I always got on a soapbox, I feel like, at least once an episode. <laughs> I'll get down now. (laughs) Let me step down here. (laughs) Yeah, that's really good advice. Uh, And children, too. Don't take your kids out on the dunes if it's 120 degrees out there Yeah. on the sand. Like, listen to your kids, for sure. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Well, it was rough goings there for a little bit, but you just did your first Remarkable Parks podcast. Good job. Thank you. Thanks for thanks for having me on and including me in the fun. Uh, sorry, it was such a train wreck, but fun <laughs> to watch. Like that's the thing about a train wreck, right? Like this will be fun. I really think that this might be the most I've ever laughed during an episode, though. And I already know I laugh so loud. So every time I laugh, I'm having to lean back from my microphone, and I know that I'm gonna have to edit the sound so I'm not screaming at everyone. Um, no, you were an absolute delight to have on the podcast. I know I want to have you back on already. Thank you for taking some time out of your evening to talk to me. Heck yeah, it was good to, to chat with you. Uh, I wish I could see you this summer. I know. I'm kind of hoping they change the dates again. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'm still like a small part of me is holding on. But if not, I'm only eight hours from Colorado Springs um, and... Maybe you can guys can meet me there, wow. <laughs> and we can yeah. have a, a a day of fun craziness. Well, maybe we can go to the Great Sand Dunes. 
uh, national park and preserve sometime. That I would, would be fun. I would love that. And there's no better tour guide than Funkel. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. And then to everyone who's listening, <laughs> thank you for bearing with us. Uh, I hope you had as much fun as we did because we, I had fun. Um, as always, feel free to support us on social medias at Remarkable Parks Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you all so much, and have a great rest of your night.